Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Pots I'm your host, Rudy Putin. It's episode 348. I'm joined by an old cohort, an old co-host of mine, uh, one who you're familiar with, the host of our newest podcast, Takes from Obvious Bozos. His name is Andrew Steele. You know him as Doug. Also know him as Scooter Toots. Drew, Doug, Scooter Toots, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing great. The, the boys are back in town. I wish we had a I wish we had a soundboard to do that to play the uh to play the audio. Uh well we I feel like we need to do like an entourage entrance or something now and you say like the boys are back in town. Yeah, the boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. You call up Ari. Um yeah, man, good to have you on in a little while. Uh, I guess, you know, since you are here. Since I'm here, here. I think Maybe you should do the intro. Maybe you should do the old old intro and the... Oh we're gonna do the, we're gonna do the old intro. Yeah. Yeah, we can do it. <clears throat> like, hey guys, welcome to another episode of Hot Strickland. I'm Drew. Schwinn's here. What up, Schwinn? What up, what up, what up, what up? Um, all right. And I was gonna be like it on today's episode, we're going <laughs> to talk about X, Y, and Z. And we'll figure yeah, it out. I don't even know we're, we're we don't know what we're talking about. We'll figure it out as we go on. But one thing we I there's a few things I know I need to talk about. The first we've got the Strickland that's Instagram. Check that out. That is at the Strickland Instagram, plus all kinds of new content on there. The Strickland also has a YouTube channel where you may watch this podcast. If you are and you've not done so already, please hit like, leave us a comment, and subscribe to the channel. That'd be a huge help to us. The Strickland also has merchandise, which you can find on our website, www.thestrict.land. There's a link there that will take you to the merchandise store. You can find all kinds of cool stuff on there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, water water bottles, coffee mugs, you name it, we've got it. Again, you can find that on our website. Strickland also has a Patreon, which you can subscribe to. There are a number of different tiers. There's a six-star tier that gets you access to Pod Strickland, this podcast that I usually host with Prez, except when he's at conferences trying to save the environment. Mm, you also get access. I know, ridiculous. We also get access to Drew's new pod. That's right. Takes Bozos, uh, where if you are in the Discord, you get to submit your takes, and Drew, alongside his new sidekick Zach, will judge, <laughs> grade, evaluate, judge you personally on your takes. You also get access to the Strickland Discord where the conversation never stops. There are further tiers. There's a $9 tier that gets you access to Strickland Roll, my solo pod, where I range for the next even more. You also get access to wonderful premium articles by Matthew Miranda, one of the best in the business. And now you get access to Strictly NFL, the wonderful new NFL pod that we have that is hosted by Constantine, as well as Jeffrey Rasmussen, who you'll be familiar with from our post-game shows. There are further tiers. There's a $15 tier, $30 tier, $50 tier, and $100 tier. Let's go with a variety of additional benefits like listening to pod recordings, merchandise discounts, and even potentially co-hosting a podcast alongside your slew one day. Whether you choose to subscribe or not, it's going to be possible without you. And none of this will be possible without Bet Online. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info, all the updated stats, news scores, and matchup breakdowns. The latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on statistics. News and odds. Week one, all the way to the college football playoff. Bet online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. 
Head to the website today, your users mobile device to get into the action room. Use our promo code Believe BLEAV to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Put along with the charts. Um, all right. Uh, I'm pretty sure the wrong ad for that. Whatever that happens. It's close all enough. Right. Yeah, we did fine. an ad was done. Yeah, it, it was done. We represented. <laughs> uh, what else was done is the Knicks handled some business yesterday. They handled all family business. No, not all family yeah. business. But they handled they like did. they handled like I don't know, ten like percent of family business last night. Uh, they great. they took they took care of the dastardly, disgusting Atlanta Hawks led by the mm. balding, grotesque uh, Trey Young, one sixteen one fourteen. A game that they had won, then they kind of just went into a really big lull offensively in the middle of the mm-hmm. court. Not even a lull, they just were really sloppy with the ball. I think they ended up with 17 turnovers. It was kind of a mess, and they ended up falling behind seven points in the fourth quarter. It looked like all was lost. Tips calls timeout. They come up with the timeout, and they didn't miss a shot the rest – or they, they didn't end a possession uh, without scoring the rest of the way. The Hawks literally did not get a rebound the rest of the way. This is the last 520 of the game. Um and they snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. Um, I, I, I think this game. I talked about it yesterday in the post game, but uh, I, I was very, very impressed with the with them in the sense of um, was this a perfect game? Absolutely not. You know, I, we just mentioned seventeen turnovers, and they were a total mess in the middle of the game. Um, but they stayed with it. I thought they were competitive throughout. They did not let. I mean, they're down seven with 520 left. They give up a pretty disgusting transition bucket off of a missed three. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. And you kind of felt like, ah, well, that's that's that. And for them to come back and kind of gut that win out on a night where, you know, um, like Jalen Brunson couldn't make a shot inside the arc for the longest time. Uh, like Julius Randle obviously still working his way back from his ankle injury. He probably played the best game of, his, of the season so far. Uh, quickly... He, it was a really weird game where like he did a lot of good stuff, but then he had like these dumb fouls, and it was just like everybody competed. I thought everybody, but nobody was perfect, really, aside from Mitch, maybe. But like that kind of is like these are the games where you know good teams win these games, right? When you're not at your best, yes. When things are not going as as you want, and and to be fair too, like. Some of this is like Atlanta was on fire for like the first two and a half, three yes. quarters of the game. Yes. They were just on fire. Yes. And um, I, I just think it says a lot about this team that, that yeah, like you couldn't make anything inside the arc. You know, uh, Atlanta was on fire from basically everywhere. You were turning the ball over. And yet because this team competes so hard and they win the possession battle, uh, even on a night where they had 17 turnovers and they just keep coming at you in waves, uh, they were able to win this game. And they, they, you know, I can't say enough about. It. I think everybody on the team yesterday contributed positively that played, and um, I thought Tibbs coached a really good game as well. Want to hear? Want to have a fun stat? Guess who had the lowest plus minus in the game? Oh, it was quickly at minus twelve, right? It's yeah, which is insane to me, right? Because like he carried the well, hit him and Randall carried mm-hmm. the offense to close out the game. I thought it was really interesting that it looked like to me I, while he was talking about something. I don't know if he caught that. He was just like. Let me tell you Brunson something. Wally is often talking about something. <laughs> he was like, Brunson was getting doubled when he crossed half court. And I was like, I don't think he was. They may have been shadowing, right? It wasn't like a hard double, right? Like, it was, it, it like, was, well, what they were doing is when he would, because our offense, I mean, whatever we do, like 
Brunson's going to eventually run a pick and roll, right? It's, it's going to yes. happen. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, when they were coming up to screen him, and they started doing this a lot um, in the second half, was bringing up Trey's Trey Young's man to come be the screener to get Dre Young into the action. So what they were kind of doing is like soft trapping. So like, okay, yeah, stringing it along, and they were and they did this with quickly too. Like if you remember, like Okongu was a lot better at this than Capella because Capella just like. I, Capella, can't, can't, Capella can't really move anymore, which is kind yeah, of he, shocking. He's cooked. Um, <laughs> but like, but like when Okongu was out there, they'd run the pick and roll with Hartenstein, and Okongu was just like really stringing him out. Right? He he's like okay. And then and you if you remember quickly would always have to come back and drive to his left. Um, yes, yes, so yes. like that's the kind of what they're doing. They were it wasn't. It, I get what Wally was saying. He's not totally wrong. They were guarding it more aggressively, but like. It wasn't like he crossed. It was he wasn't getting Steph Curry treatment. All right, like like no, he wasn't. I was just yeah, I was just confused because before the timeout, Brunson had a really bad layup attempt. Right, like he really like he was like forcing a couple shots like in the arc. You remember that layup that he shot off the top of the backboard? Yeah, that that's the one I'm talking about. Right, like that was I'm like, I was like, what kind of fucking shot is that? I'm like, that's a terrible (laughs) shot. Then like they call the timeout and it looked like to me at least it was like Randall's like no we're we're not doing this Brunson stuff. Let me play with, let, let me play two man game with quickly. And they just took over. And I thought it was great. And then Randall found Brunson for that corner three, which was a great pass. Well, yeah, well. I mean, I, yeah. And I think to, to your point about Randall, so like the first play of the timeout is that kind of like they had quickly go screen for him. And then yes. Randall just immediately swings at him for a three. That's clearly like, that was clearly a designed play at yeah, the that, timeout. Yeah. That, that was yes, a designed exactly. play. But I think to your like what was really good to see from Randall was so the next possession down it's one oh one ninety seven now. He gets the ball basically in the same spot and quickly is in the opposite corner and he calls him over. Calls he's like, four quick yeah, he's, he's like, like no, we gotta here. do this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so and, and then he throws him like I, I don't know where that pass came from. He threw him a fucking it was the same thing, like quickly comes to screen, he basically a ghost screen, goes pops out to the top of the key. Uh, Trey is like a little bit more aware of it this time. So, but Randall threw a behind the back pass, and I was like, and it was like perfect. It was like bouncing right, right. I was, it was like, a, it, okay. it was it was a perfect pass, and it's like, yeah, oh, I was like, okay, okay. Uh, but like then, but Trey was more alert to it, so it wasn't a clean three, but he was able to just blow by him, and he gets a floater mm-hmm. in the lane. Um, but yeah, they just ran that action so much, um, and it, it it was like to your point, like quickly. So I think quickly went to the line three times. In the in the fourth quarter, and then he he hit a three and he hit a two, yes. so he he yes. basically scored more or less like you basically say he scored ten points right he scored five buckets, uh he used up five possessions we'll call it that way, uh in that in that kind of closing stretch with for so for five twenty left, he scores ten points he uses up mm-hmm. five possessions, uh and and a lot of that credit to your like for the way you're talking about needs to go to Randall and I honestly thought in that entire fourth quarter. I thought Randall played like really within himself. Uh, so he, did I. I. I was really, really impressed with this play, and it's like this is the shit that's so fucking annoying about Randall because I'm like, I'm like, like why, why, why does this like, why can't this just be your thing? Like, why isn't this mm-hmm. your thing? Um, but I, I mean, look, obviously the opponent helps. Atlanta has nobody that can match him up in any way physically. Um, they have to send help. It just it's a good matchup for him, but. He capitalized on it in a way that isn't just like individual awesomeness, right? He he yes. brought others into the play. He 
made guys per you know quote unquote made guys better yeah, around did. him yeah, exactly and, and to your point like that play you know the the Brunson kick out for the three like uh, I mean the so the first one is off that kind of like broken like it's one hundred one ninety nine I think that's the one where Mitch gets like the offensive rebound he swings it to Randall or Hart and they just kick it out to Brunson for the open three but the one you're talking about in the corner where the Randall drives yeah. yeah Randall drives into the paint I think he had I think it was Jalen Johnson that was on him um, and like he was pretty deep in, into the paint, but he didn't have a great shot. But we've seen Randall just be like, "Fuck it, I'm taking it anyway." And I was just really, really impressed by one. Like he wasn't out of control. This wasn't like you know Beyblade spinning dervish stuff. He mm-hmm. he was under control when he went into the paint. And even the jump pass, you know, there's a difference between like his insane jump passes and what that one was. Yes, and then and then a productive jump pass. Yeah, this was like a productive jump pass because it gave him the angle. And it was a really good relocation by Brunson. It was honestly just like a really mm-hmm. nice play where you're like, oh, these two guys have like some level of connection on the floor together. But it was just a really good read by Randall. And um, yeah, like I thought he played such a good offensive game. Like I, I don't even want the, – the thing is when you play that well offensively, I'm not going to spend too much time being like, man, didn't love these – 18 rotations he didn't make in this game like because it's you're 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 out you're out playing that that's why stars get more leeway for their defensive Mm -hmm. um uh, let's call them mental uh errors Uh, (laughs) but yeah he 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 was just he I, i just thought he played such a good fourth quarter and i was like i wish you could like bottle that up and just like just show him that fourth quarter every fucking day every day because it was it was just it was so good. I, I can't say enough about how well he played in that fourth quarter offensively. I mean, he, he was the straw, the straw that stirred the drink uh, to say. And, like, look, Brunson obviously made huge shots, quickly made big shots. Mitchell Robinson, huge yes. extra possessions. Josh Hart got an extra rebound as well. Like, these guys, every, again, everybody contributed. But um, Randall really was the kind of, like, orchestrator in that period. And um, it was just nice to see him have, like, a really, like, I still don't feel like we've seen that insane, like, oh, just fucking 43 points, like something like that yet. But this was such a good all-around game. All around, yeah. It was just very, very complete. And I know, like, he had a game earlier this year, right, against the Celtics where he had, like, seven assists and zero turnovers. And I don't think anybody in the world watched that game. It was like, what a sharp, like, decision-making game by Julius. But this really was a really good decision-making game for him. Yeah, I thought this was – he was moving his feet really well on defense, too. Like, I know, like, DeJounte, like, cooked him a few times. But, like, DeJounte has a really good mid-range. pull-up mid-range now shot. So, like, I can't fault him too much. But, like, he was getting low. He was moving his feet. He was boxing out. He was grabbing rebounds. Like, he was doing everything that – it really is the frustrating thing with Randall, right? Because, like, you watch this and you're like, well, you can't trade him. It's just like, you can't, like, how do you replace that, right? Like, it's so difficult to replace. And then you go back to the first six games, you're like, well, this is why we're like, Tobias Harris, please somehow become available. He's so maddening. He's, he's so goddamn maddening. But like, he's going to probably do this for a majority of the season, though, right? Like, he's probably, he's going to put a lot of these games together, I think. I think the team is that talented. I just hope it shows up in the playoffs. I just, I need it to show up in the playoffs because like, I don't think this team is that far. I think I think Julius needs to show up in the playoffs. Too. Yeah, I mean that too. That too. He needs to show up in the playoffs too because it's because you watch this team. Like I know the Hawks aren't that good, right? Like 
They're not that good, but they're like they compete. They're they're a better team. I mean, I think they're a better team now that they don't have John Collins and Jalen Johnson is uh is playing. Who my, the newly discovered to me Jalen Johnson, who I thought was a rookie <laughs> this year, and apparently he's been in the league for two years. And I'm like, who's this guy? This guy's good. <laughs> but like well, the Hawks compete and they play well. And then when your things aren't going well, and the Knicks stepped up, and it's like that's what you want to see in a team like close out a game and actually win it, and that's what they did. And it's, it's, I think it's great to see that they're doing it early in the season. I just really hope it continues. It, I, I really do. Yeah, I mean, and to your point, like the Hawks, okay, I'm not saying they're the greatest team in the, in the fucking league or something, but they are. The Knicks are, this is all, on, I'm using basketball reference. Just Well, they're, they're the same, they have the same record. Yeah, they have, they have, they have the same record. Uh, they have a plus 3.1 net rating, which is ninth in the league. Uh, again, yeah. using basketball reference, that is, the Knicks are eighth. The Knicks are at plus 4.0. Uh, they have the fifth-ranked offense in the league, 118.6 offensive rating. Their defensive rating, not so great. Uh, 22nd, 115.5. But, like, the point being is, like, they're not a joke. They're they're a solid team. Um, mm-hmm. And the Knicks have now gone to their place two times early in the season and come out on top in two-point games. And honestly, like, I, I mean – Especially the first game, I and mean, they nearly just they nearly pissed that game away for no reason. But this game yesterday, like, there's a world where like if the Knicks can make anything in the lane, this game isn't even close. If they're just not turning the honestly, forgetting yeah. that, if they just don't turn the ball over, uh, this game isn't even that close. And and also like the Hawks are on fire. I mean, Bogdanovich made a shit ton of shots yesterday. You're just like, okay, you tip your Bogdanovich was on. Bogdanovich looked so good last night. Yeah, so I mean, good. you just yeah, you have to just tip your cap and move on sometimes. And mm-hmm. He he played great, and even then, you know, the Knicks came on top. I, I don't know even – I mean, I'll, I'll look it up right now. Um, but, like, the Knicks have won there twice. This is a place, like, they absolutely destroyed. So their record at home this year, um, they're – whatever. They've lost three times at home. They have, Two of those losses are to the Knicks. Uh, they have hit a little bit of a downturn here in the last five games or so. But, like, still, it's early in the season. Everybody's kind of finding their way a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But – but yeah, I just this was a solid win, and um, look, you didn't have RJ, who's been, if not your best player, one of your like one of your top two or three best players at worst. Uh, he didn't play yesterday, and you come out, and I think Atlanta had everybody. Pretty sure they had everybody that they would have normally. So um, apparently they had West Matthews in the game, which I didn't even realize, and I watched the entire. Thing. That was wild. I couldn't. When I saw him, I was like, "Is that West Matthews? Like, is he still? Like, what is happening? Why is West? I was. I was shocked. I was. Why shocked. can he just like reti- like, dude? You don't need the money. Like, just retire, dude. Like, get the fuck out of here. Then again, it is like two million dollars, right? You're just like, all right, fuck it. I guess I'll play another year. Um. I, yeah, I know. I don't. I don't. It was just like I was just like, oh shit. This yeah, is where he is. Yeah, but and then you know you go to the Knicks. Like, I mean, they're not. I'm not. I don't want to say like they're not playing. They're not even playing well. But you kind of look at this right now, and I mean, it, it just just a very like basic way to look at this. Just by true shooting percentage, right? Mitchell Robinson, fifty-four and a half. Jalen Brunson, fifty-four point two. Julius Randle, forty-six point four. Dante DiVincenzo, 48. Josh Hart, 47.6. So even if you want to say, you know, oh, uh, Quickly's running hot, right? 59.6 for sure. Yeah, RJ's, RJ's running, running here. Yeah, yeah, RJ's running really hot. 62 point, you know, 62 true shooting, 50% from three or whatever. Like, I think there's more on the likely to 
improve side of the ledger than likely to regress side of the ledger. And um, that's very, very encouraging to me, given that we're already six and five. And RJ hasn't even played four of the games. You know, he's missed no, he basically hasn't. 40% of the season at this point. So, um, yeah, I, I'm just, I, I'm pretty excited about this team. And I thought, I just think yesterday's game was like a, it's kind of like a perfect, it's a perfect encapsulation of a good team early in the season that's still like working through some stuff. Cause it was like, I thought it was pretty obvious we were a better team than then, but mm-hmm. it was also like, you are just doing stupid shit. Cause guys are still like kind of figuring their way out in season and uh, you find a way, right? You just be like, life finds a way. Uh, and yes, makes interesting- a way. What's interesting with like RJ is we know he's not going to shoot fifty percent, but with the Do free we? throw shooting, are we I, sure? I, I'm pretty sure I can. I think I could say with confidence RJ Barrett isn't going to shoot fifty percent from three. I would love it to happen, but with the free throw shooting and him, like you know when you're watching a game and there's like certain threes you kind of like have to make, like they're yes. just like open you have to make. He's hitting those threes, right? So now I feel a little more confident that like all right, he's going to hit the timely threes. He's going to hit, if he continues with his free throws, yeah, it's not going to be 62 true shoot if he does, great, right? But, like, it's going to come down a little bit. That's fine. This was the first good Josh Hart game out of, like, the entire season, right? Like, this was the first good Josh Hart game. So, like, that that's we need to consider that going into the rest of the season. Brunson still can't hit his twos. He's getting clean looks. He's just not hitting them. But his, you know, his not his free throws. He's been missing free throws. I don't like Brunson missing free throws. Same with Quickly. But, um, but Brunson's hitting his threes which is great. Dante can't make a layup. Hopefully <laughs> that changes, but like he hit a finger roll yesterday, which I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was just like, he just like lobbed it up too with the finger roll yeah. and just swished right. It out was the worst guy. angle I've ever seen on a finger it, roll too. Cause it was just like, it was like, di- I was like, was I don't so know bizarre. how in your brain you're like, this is a finger roll. This is like, this yeah. is the only way I can do this. Yeah. Like he made it, but like there are guys who are kind of underperforming too. In a way, and like Mitch hasn't really gotten like the tip in rebounds as much either, right? He's been pretty much like securing them, kind of kicking out a little more. Like he probably has a little more room too with some things. Like he's this again, being six and five, just given how they started, given how bad Randall started, and Brunson still not shooting twos, like they're in a really good place. I like they're in a really good place. I, I think what we really need though is Brunson needs to stop trying to like get his offense going, if that makes sense. Well, I thought I thought yesterday was better. Um, he was better. He was a lot better because yeah, he, he was passing was, a lot more. Yeah. I, and I, I thought, I thought even like, and I, yeah, and I even thought like even in the middle of the game when he kind of was like, uh, it still felt like he was trying to like get others involved. It was just weird, some weird decisions. Yes, yes. Not, not some great execution. But like, yeah, like the Brunson stuff is insane right now. He is, he's got a 50 EFG. Pretty okay. <laughs> he's, He's got a 50 EFG though with a 45. He's shooting 45.7% right now from three. Uh, know, he's, he's shooting 40. Yeah, he's shooting 40.6% uh, from two. I, I don't know. Like you got to just figure at some point. There's like no way that's gonna be. Like you're like no, that's that's gonna get better. Come on, that's just not possible. Um, but yeah, yeah. like he he's shooting 45.7% from three. Quickly shooting 39.3%. Grimes is shooting 39.7%. RJ shooting 50%. But and so you could be like, oh, well, they're shooting really hot from three, sure. But like even then, like Divincenzo, thirty-one point nine, Julius Randle, twenty-eight point two, Josh Hart, twenty-eight point nine. Like 
you and and Grimes is going to be he'll be a forty percent ish shooter. Like he's quickly, quickly could. I mean, last year I know he finished like thirty seven, but it's not inconceivable to have for him to have like a 39, 40% three point shooting year. No, one could volume too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a great exactly. shot as a rookie, right? Um, and, and Brunson, look, he's not going to shoot 46% in all likelihood, but like he could, I mean, what did he shoot last year? Like 41 or 42%, right? The guy's he a sniper. Can, yeah, he can, yeah, he can shoot. Brunson can shoot. Like, I think that's the thing too. I think like he's, he's a three point shooter now. Like you have to, you have to respect it. And that's act, and that's great, at least for him, because it opens up so much more. I just really, really hope that his, you know, his mid range shots start falling because they're not. But like another thing, also to encourage him quickly is like he's also making his two pointers, too. Like unlike like the past couple of years, like he's really making them. He's making like great shot selection decisions. He's taking open shots. Like I do think quickly's play is sustainable. It's kind of similar to RJ too. I think the play that they're doing is sustainable i i guess the shooting percentages will regress or whatever but yeah i, I don't really even don't think I, I, yeah i don't even think quickly's are like that outrageous right now like at one point he was shooting what it was like 57 like right now he's at he's at yes. just like 51 percent from two he's at 39 yeah. just over 39 percent from three like i don't see any of this as like oh my god how can he ever keep this up you know mm-hmm. um I, I see this all as like very much within the bounds of like where he could finish um, like the, the one for me that's the stands out that was like, yeah, like Mitchell Robinson is going to, he's not going to finish with a 54 and a half for shooting. Or the fucking no, he's not. He's, he's going to make so much more at the rim. Like there's going to be, oper- there's going to be games where he does get like 12 points just on putbacks or something. Yo, like, I- there's going to be those games. And was it, was it last? No, I think it was this game. Randall also like looked for him too, a couple of times too. Well, Randall threw him a really nice lob from like. Probably like five, six feet out beyond the three point line. Yeah, because um, uh, I forgot who was defending Mitch, but they were fronting him, and Mitch had a great like catch and stuff like that. So like, if the Knicks can find Mitch and mismatches too, those are should be some easy points and easy field goal opportunities for him. So like, I don't know, like teams looking pretty good. I will like I will say like they're looking good. It's great to watch. It really is. It's great to see. Love to see it. Yeah, it's it's awesome and. Um... One thing that I, I'm, like, very kind of intrigued by is there's always, like, there's always this kind of idea of, like, well, there's a ceiling, there's a ceiling, there's a ceiling. And I, like, I, do I think the Knicks are a championship contender? No, I don't think they're necessarily a championship no. contender. But, like, I also don't know that the ceiling is, like, where it, it feels like people are, like, well, they can't, they, they you know, they, they're, at most, they win a player. Like, they'll be lucky again to win a playoff series. And, um... I don't know, like, I guess maybe you can say on the virtue of, like, Boston looking amazing and Philly being, you know, kind of like a, the surprise team in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I don't know, Milwaukee hasn't looked good, but you just figure Giannis, Dane, they'll figure something out. Mm-hmm. If you want to say on the virtue of that, they are unlikely to make the conference finals, I get that. But, like, okay, I mean, is is Cleveland likely to make a conference finals? I don't think so. I don't. Is, I don't. I don't think so. No. I, like you can you can say this about other teams. So I just don't know why this is like a a, a particular kind of like hammer to beat the Knicks with. When it's like, yeah, well, guess what? Most teams in the NBA aren't going to make the conference finals. There's four conference finals every year. There's 26 other teams that are shit out of luck. So um, I, I find that a little bit odd. And and I will say, like, are we sure? Like, are are we sure that they can't do it? Because if I mean this, a lot of this is 
boils down to two factors because I kind of generally feel confident everybody else will play at like the level that I expect them to in the long run. But like mm-hmm. the two that I don't know about is like will RJ Barrett sustain this kind of no, he's not gonna sustain the shooting, but like the overall decision making which basically is, you know, yes. guiding his impact and all that type of stuff. Will he sustain that? And the other part is like, will Randall be the good version of himself that we've seen in two of the last three years? Or will he, like, we don't know, you know, we don't know. Yesterday was a very encouraging sign for sure, but we don't know. And so like, if those two things are correct and, you know, obviously last year we already saw what it looks like when RJ is not having a good season, but Randall is, and everybody else is playing well, what that team can possibly look like. We have a pretty good idea of like, like, and and that team was you know what I think they were on like a fifty six or fifty seven win pace after they traded for Josh Hart. If you add yeah, like so good, yeah. R- yeah, if you add good RJ Barrett to that mix, and quite frankly, like I like Obi Toppin quite a bit, but like I think Dante DiVincenzo is a better player. If that those are effectively your two like upgrades in the rotation, I mean that's not. I'm not saying it's like it's not as significant as you know the Celtics getting. Kristaps and Drew, right? But like, yeah, it is no. it is significant in the grand scheme of like this Knicks team. And yeah, I mean, I'll just let you respond to that first because I, I wanted to take this yeah. conversation to the Yeah, yeah, because what I actually because start off the season too, I thought or at least believe like I know the last game with the Celtics turned out to eventually become like a blowout, but I do think the Knicks at least they played the Celtics well the, these two times at least, like, to start the season. So, like, I do think there is some sort of encouragement there. And we also have to see, too, with the Celtics, like, is Porzingis going to be healthy, right? Because, like, that's like that's the big thing that helps the Celtics, like, really be better than the Knicks, is that, like, Mitch has to guard Porzingis a good amount of time, and he has to be out on the road, which really sucks. But, like, that's what it is. Celtics are really good. But, like, the Knicks played him well. I can't really be too upset about that. So if that's the case... Um, yeah, like you're stuck with then, yeah, you just have like Milwaukee and the Sixers, and you're like, okay, it's not inconceivable. Like, even the last playoffs, it, I don't think it's inconceivable. Like, I know the Heat won, but it's not like there wasn't a path for the Knicks to win, right? Like, I don't think the Knicks were like really like that far from making the conference finals last, uh, last season, and they definitely got better this year again so like if we assume like rj stays like this randall isn't last year's playoff randall that's just like mediocre and dante is i mean i i think dante just fits a lot better than obi at this point just like just the way the team runs because i think he and uh quickly have some pretty good chemistry